Wow, Christmas. Well, Merry Christmas to all of you tonight. Um, you know, Christmas comes with a lot of memories and a lot of great stories. You heard one of them from kind of a synopsis of all the Gospels. And I remember many of you probably remember too, like Christmas as a kid, you know, those special memories, those little things that you smile about still, um, things that you're like, oh yeah, I remember that. I remember when I was a kid, we would travel to Ohio to my grandparents' house and uh, I loved going out there. I loved my grandfather. He was, he's probably the closest person that was like, like me in the family, especially according to my mom in his older years when he mellowed. You know, he was very likable. He'd play with us. He'd hike with us. He'd do all kinds of things with us. I loved going out to Ohio to be with them. And I remember so many memories of like, man, we would, I'd make them get out the old movies. Like he had like the eight millimeter movies that he made of my mom when she was a kid, and I would make them get out all those movies, and we'd have to watch all those movies, and I think all the older siblings would be like, no, don't make us do that. I loved it. It was great, and we would sit around Christmas Eve, and we would, we would be together as a family, and we would tell stories, and then Christmas Day, we would wake up, and my grandmother made this Hungarian pastry, and she called it a kuchen, which I found out recently is like a German word, which basically means cake, pastry, anything, but these were like this flaky pastry with like apricot pastry filling or poppy seed filling and all that kind of stuff inside. It was, it was amazing. Like your mouth was having a party every time you had. So, so as a kid, when you don't have to do any of the work, right? Right, kids? Like when mom and dad do all the work, you are excited to get up and eat whatever they made, right? Couldn't wait to get out of bed and eat. And then later in the day, of course, we'd, we'd push together all the tables and they'd bring out the fine china and all the good stuff and We'd have turkey, we'd have this big dinner, and all the relatives were over, and we'd sit around, and so many of those good kind of memories. When we think about Christmas, um, we think about the Christmas stories. We've been talking about the Christmas stories which come in Luke and, and come in Matthew, and this whole month we've been talking about how Matthew starts his Christmas story so uniquely, because he doesn't start with Jesus being born, he starts with the lineage of Jesus, the family history, his, his uncles and his grandfathers and his grandmas and all these people in his history. And it's a really unique way to start. And you know, when one of the memories that I have as a kid too, when I think about how Matthew designed all that and who got in his family tree and why Matthew mentioned the people he did, I think about my experience with Santa Claus. Kids, are you, anybody here excited about Santa Claus? Come in, any kid, yeah? Okay, so in my recollection, now I'm pretty old, so in my recollection, if I remember correctly, there's a certain list you have to be on for Santa Claus to drop stuff. Am I right, kids? Is there, is there a list you have to be on? Wait, what are, what's the list called? The nice, what's the other list called? Oh, don't know. How many kids think their mom and dad have been on the naughty list once or twice? Uh-huh. Maybe mom and dad need to get some colon sticks this Christmas. So as, I, as a kid, I remember Santa having these two lists, this naughty and this nice list. And you better, and my parents told me the same thing. You better be on the nice list or you ain't getting nothing for Christmas, right? And my mom actually told a story where she actually got colon sticks one Christmas because she was on the naughty list. That's all she got for Christmas. It was like, wow, that really happened. It was a real story. And when I reflect on that, and then I think about Matthew telling his story, and all the people that got around the table, they were all on the naughty list at one time. They were all people who didn't have this great reputation. A lot of the people in that story, like we've talked about how Matthew, who wrote the book, he came to Jesus' table when he was this cheat, 
and a liar. He was a guy who was an outsider to religion. He didn't know anything about it. No one wanted him there. There was Rahab who had a lot of shame. She's, she's mentioned in Matthew's story of Jesus' history. She's a great, 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 great grandma of Jesus. She had a lot of shame. She had, a, she had a, just a bad reputation. There was Judah and Tamar who were selfish, and they would manipulate and do anything they want. They were the relatives you did not want to visit because they were going to get you to do whatever they wanted to do whenever they wanted you to do it. And then there was David who came to Jesus, and he had his ups and downs, but in the end, he was on the naughty list for being a murderer, for being an adulterer, for being a lot of things. How did these people find their way to eat with Jesus? Why would Jesus, I mean, Santa doesn't even bring presents to people on the naughty list. Why would Jesus let these people eat at his table? Turns out the reason Jesus came, Christmas Eve, as we think about Christmas, the whole point of Jesus coming was for us. He didn't just come for us, he came from us. In his humanity, he came from people on the naughty list, from people who didn't deserve to be at this table. And he came for us. And Jesus made his whole life about this. In fact, as Jesus grew up, there was one day that he tells the story. See, the religious leaders, everybody was actually arguing about coming to a feast with God. And in Luke 14, one of the religious leaders says, blessed is the person who comes and sits at the table of God, can feast with God. Blessed is that person. But you know what he meant? He meant blessed is the person who's on the nice list, who's earned his way to this table. He says, blessed is the person who sits there, And Jesus heard it, and he stopped. And he turned around, and he looked at all those religious leaders. Thought they were, man, I'm on the nicest. I'm doing all the right stuff. And he said, I want to tell you a story. Here's the story. He said, once there was a master, someone very important in his town, very, very up, very rich, had it all together. And this certain someone said, I'm going to have a special dinner, a banquet. I'm going to set up the table like Christmas Day. And I'm going to, I want to invite all my friends. I want, I want them to feel blessed. I want them to eat with me. I want to build our friendship. And he, so he says to his servant, go out, to the, go out and invite my friends. Go out and find them, invite them. So he goes out, he finds his friends. And first, the first friend says, listen, I don't think that's going to work out. See, I just bought some real estate. It's, you should see it. It is, it is awesome. So I really need to go check out the real estate. I need to go be there and take care of that. You know, I need to get my, my, my financial orders and business. I need to take care of that stuff. So I really don't have time to eat with you right now. I don't have time to be with you right now. And so the servant goes to the next person. And he says, hey, come eat at my master's table. You're invited to this banquet. It's going to be great. And he says, listen, listen, I, I just bought these two new oxen. And let me tell you, I hear they do zero to 60 in four and a half seconds, and I want to take these babies out for a ride, right? I need to take them out. So I've got these great, I mean, they are, they are awesome. You're good. I'm, I'm a little, I love them. I'd love to come over, but I'm just, I'm kind of busy. I've got work to do. I've got things that I bought I've got to take care of. I just don't have time to build a relationship with you right now. And then he goes and finds the next person. It's a younger guy, goes up to him and says, listen, I, 
I want to invite you to my master's table. We're having this banquet, and it's going to be great. He wants to sit with you, and he wants to talk with you. And the guy says, listen, I, you don't know, but I got this chick. She's kind of hot. I asked her to marry me. She said yes. So I'm working on that relationship right now. I don't have time for that. I got to invest into this relationship because this is right what's in front of me. And so I got to take care of this relationship right now because, man, that's really important to me. I can't come to your banquet. So the servant goes home. And when he gets back to the master, he tells him, I invited your friends. They said they couldn't come. And here's the excuses they gave. Here's the reasons that they didn't come want to come and be with you. The master says, What? And first, he's disappointed. But they wouldn't come. He, he's opened his home. He's opened his table. They wouldn't come. His friends wouldn't come. And so he said, Phew. then he gets kind of angry. And he says, you know what? I don't want an empty seat at my table. I want no empty seats at my table. And so I'm going to still have the banquet. We're not canceling the banquet. You go out into the fields. You go all over the place everywhere we've been, and you invite everyone we know. So the servant goes out, and he goes to his hairdressers first. He says, listen, have it a banquet. Why don't you come over? In fact, everybody in here, you're all invited. Everybody's excited. They're like, really? He's inviting us to come eat at his? What? Really? They all say yes. Goes to the mechanics. He's like, hey, you guys, listen, he wants you to have you over. He wants you to eat at his house. Come on over. They're, like, they're looking at their hands. He's like, don't worry about it. Just come like you are. Don't sweat it. Come and eat. We're having the banquet. It's in an hour. Come on over. So he goes out. He finds everybody, right? He's all over the place. He comes back, and he reports to his master, and he says, here's what's happened. Here's all the people who said yes, but there's still going to be empty seats. And his master says, no empty seats at my table. I want it full. I don't want any empty chairs. And so go back out and you invite anyone. And I mean anyone. Like, I don't care if they're a Redskins fan. I don't care if they're a Browns fan. I don't care if they're a Bengals fan. I don't care if they're a Patriots fan. In fact, go ahead and even invite the Ravens fans, okay? No, he didn't say that. You know what I mean. Anyway, so he says, anyone can come to my table. He says, anyone. Invite everybody to my table. And so the servant goes out, and he finds every last seat to be full. And the banquet happens, and people are seated. And it's this beautiful time of building relationship. And Jesus gets done telling this story. And everyone around him knows the moral of this story. The realization that when Jesus said, listen, it's not being on the nice list that gets you to this table. It's deeply desiring a relationship with the Father that gets you to this table. You see, I know that none of you that are here can pay your way. In fact, most people, when they come, want to come to Jesus' table, they're worried. I don't know how I'm going to pay my way. I don't know. I can't pay for this kind of a meal. I don't, I don't, I don't have what it takes to get to God's table And Jesus says, but you don't need to worry about it because it's not about being on the nice list or the naughty list. It's about recognizing that God wants to invite you to his table and that he has done everything possible to make it happen. And all you have to do is say yes. That's all you have to do. So this Christmas Eve, as you think about where you've been, where you are, maybe 
you've been in a place in your life where you've been like Matthew, an outsider to religion, sitting over here, looking over at the banquet, going, I don't, I don't think I can approach that because I know what I've done. Can't pay my way. I, I'd like to go there, but you don't know where I've come from. You don't know my history. I'd like to go there, but you don't know who I am. You don't know the kind of thoughts I think, the kind of things I do. I can't eat at this table. Or maybe you think, I've got to clean up first. You know, I, I, you don't, you don't, there's st- the dirt's still on my hands. I can't even show up here. And you just need to hear Jesus say, I'm not asking you to clean up. I'm not asking you to get all dolled up. I'm just asking you to come and eat with me. Come and eat with me tonight because it doesn't matter where you've come from or what you've done or who you are. Jesus says there's an open chair at this table. And it's not based on what you've done or who you are or where you've come from. It's based on what he did. And so this Christmas Eve, I hope as you sit down to eat, as you go through this Christmas Eve and think about the story of Jesus, not just as a baby in a manger, but as a man who came to offer you life. Not based on what you've done or where you've come from or who you are, but based on everything he did to have the authority to forgive, to give you a new start, a fresh start, a new day. This is who Jesus is. This is what he invites you to. And I invite you to the same tonight. And as you sit tomorrow at the table, I hope that you'll think the same thing. And maybe tonight you've even thought about when you approached God, you thought, you know, maybe I'm not perfect, but I'm not as bad as so-and-so. Maybe you're a bit like the people Jesus addressed in the story, the people on the nice list. Pretty nice. So, you know, maybe I can get this chair over to the table and he won't notice. And you brought, and you've been bringing all your stuff with you all this time to offer it. Like, look, Jesus, I got my act together. Look, Jesus, look at all the things I've done. Look, Jesus, I'm a pretty good person. And Jesus says, none of that matters to me because of what I've done on the cross for you. Because I've forgiven you of your past. All that stuff that you bring is of no consequence compared to what I've done and who I am. And this is not about what you've done. This is about me wanting a relationship with you. So will you just say yes? Will you just say yes? So I offer that to you tonight. And I want to stop now and I just want to pray. I want to give you an opportunity to just pray along tonight. I don't know where you are or what you've been through, but this Christmas Eve, I want you to have the opportunity to say yes to Jesus. To say, I've been here and I'm ready to say I'm done with this. I can't get to God this way. So I'm done with this and I'm just going to pull my chair up to the table and let the cards lie where they are and trust that Jesus is who he said that he invites everyone to his table, that his whole family that's already sitting there is scandalous, and that he's made them right and good, and he will do the same for me. So let's bow our heads together. Right where you sit tonight, if you've, if you've never had a 
confident relationship with God where you could say, I know for a fact that I could sit at this table with God, that I could sit at the banquet with confidence, then this prayer is for you and you can just pray it in silence right where you are and tell Jesus this. Lord Jesus, I've approached you all my life based on what I've done. And what I've done has not always been so great. In fact, there's a lot of things I'd like to undo. But Jesus, tonight I have confidence and I want to trust in what you've done. That you coming as an infant, living as a man, showing us the real image of God, that he's not like Santa with a nice and naughty list, that he doesn't reward those, that he doesn't welcome you if you're on the naughty list. He is God, the Father, who is outrageously loving. So God, tonight, I trust in your outrageous love. Tonight, God, I can say there's a deep desire in my heart to love you, to have you forgive me, and then to follow your lead. Jesus, I believe that your way is the best way. So I want to follow you. God, I pray that that prayer would be every person's prayer in this room, every child woman or man, God, may they pray that prayer in their heart. May they rejoice in the fact, Jesus, that you have given us everything and that you welcome us to the table. And may this Christmas, may we sit at the table and rejoice that you welcomed us there. In Jesus' name, amen.